turn your Bible this evening to 2 Peter chapter 1. We'll read verses 5 and 8 through 8. We'll look at a number of passages of Scripture tonight. We think of the song of trusting His Word, and we come to the issue that we will talk about a little bit this evening. Uh, this evening, I want to spend a few minutes together thinking about the matter of patience, simply having patience. Do you find that patience is a difficulty in life? Um, if you pull up a dictionary that and, and look up the lack thereof, and I think my picture would be there as an example of the lack of patience and Sometimes things just don't go as quickly as I would desire them to go. And sometimes I'm uh, waiting on God to move a mountain, and I don't think He's moving it fast enough. And this matter of patience, I've entitled our message, Problems, Patience, and Promises. Problems, Patience, and Promises. And really, in the problems, God gives promises, but it takes patience to bring the two together. Um, and that's true in area, every area of life, particularly as we serve and live for the Lord. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance, here it is, patience, and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they shall make you that you shall neither be barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. He adds this matter of uh, something that needs to be within us, a character of our life, and this character trait is patience. Actually, uh, we'll see in just a little bit, it's, it's really more than a character trait because I want us not to think that it's something that we are born with because I think it's something we're naturally not born with, but it's a fruit of the Spirit. This matter of patience is something that God builds into us and God provides for us. Uh, the, often the problem is that we're not willing to be patient enough and long enough for God to build it into us. We don't want to wait on God to give this thing called patience to us. That fruit of the Spirit may be a, a very much more of a difficult uh, aspect of the Christian walk in life than we would like to admit oftentimes. Patience, or what it, the Bible many times may call it, and we could look at it in this way, is called long-suffering. Patience, long-suffering. I'm not talking about tolerance. What the world says today is tolerance is neither of these. I'm talking about patience from a biblical perspective, long-suffering. Uh, from a biblical perspective, not tolerance that just shuts our blind eye to anything and everything and to all sorts of sin. That is not biblical patience. Um, don't raise your hand tonight, but how many of us could use some lessons in patience? Um, talked about this many times in the past, but it's something that just keeps cropping up in my life. My wife will oftentimes giggle at me or laugh at me, and we go somewhere and and I always uh, evaluate the, the fastest line to get into, and it's always the slowest line. Help needed in aisle 342, and there are two people working that day. Um, so I'm stuck there. And she says, what took you so long? Well, I was in the line. And, um, so, and it was the only line available. Some help needed in the patience aisle, you might say. Patience in godliness 
Patience and godliness, I believe, is one of the most needful things, one of the most needful fruit of the Spirit characteristics in our lives that we need most of all. Patience in godliness. Um, Patience, while it's a great need, it can also be a great problem without it. A great problem with the lack of patience, it comes problems with it. There are many passages in the Bible, we can look at many places dealing with this matter of patience. Let me just give you a couple, Psalm 40 and 1. I waited patiently on the Lord. Ecclesiastes 7 and 8. The patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Matthew 18 and 26. The servant therefore fell down. We know this story. The servant fell down and worshipped him saying, Lord, have patience with me and I will pay thee all. We know the end of that story. He was seeking patience, but he didn't have any himself. Romans 2 and 4. Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness? For uh, his goodness to us and his long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. The forbearance of God. He's dealing with that word forbearance and, and long suffering and patience. Despises not thou the goodness, the forbearance, and the long suffering of the Lord. And I'm thankful for the long suffering of the Lord in my life, aren't you? I'm glad I haven't been given what I've deserved. I'm glad I haven't been given what I deserve today and every day. I'm certainly glad that God did not give me what I deserved for eternity, which is to be separated from Him for all of eternity. But God in His long-suffering and His patience and His willingness to wait upon me and understand that every day that goes by is a day that God is waiting on people to come to know Him as their personal Lord and Savior. Every breath that we breathe is an opportunity to come to know Jesus. Patience is something that's needed. It's a need. And it's something that we need within our lives to wait. I need patience to wait upon the promises of God. God's given us all promises. Again, the problem often is we don't want to wait on the promises. We want them now. We have a microwave, cell phone, instantaneous kind of society that says, I need this today. I expect this today. And if I didn't get it today, that God somehow has forgotten me, that God somehow is being mean to me, that God no longer loves me. But literally, biblically, patience is something that's needed in order that we might wait upon the promises of God. How many of us understand that God gives us promises for the now, but praise God, He also gives us promises for the hereafter. And, and I'm looking forward to those, but God gives us promises for now, and we overlook them. And because we're not willing to wait upon God, we miss out on so often on what God has for us in the here and now. Hebrews 12 and 6, be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promise. Through faith and patience they inherit the promise. Hebrews 6 and 10, he backs up a little bit. Let me read you the first. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed toward his name, in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. You see, it's in the ministering of the saints, in the doing the work of God, in living for the Lord, in that ministry that goes forward, he says, wait 
through faith and having patience, there's a promise that's coming. Hebrews 10, 35 and 36. Cast not away therefore your confidence, which ye hath recompense of reward. Don't cast away your confidence in God. Don't cast away your confidence in the promises. For we have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. After that you have done the will of God, you might receive the promises. We like to get it on the other take, don't we? I like to get the promises and then decide if I want to do the will of God. God, you give for me and I'll decide if that is worthy. God says, after, after we have done the will of God, we need patience that we might receive the promises. Uh, the work must precede the reward. The work must precede the reward. We find many examples of patience in the scriptures. Uh, we can take God himself. In Romans 15 and 5, he's called the God of patience. 2 Peter 3 and 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness. That idea of slackness is delayed. Uh, it'll never happen. It'll never take place. As some men count slackness, it's delayed. He's not slack as some men consider that. But he is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Numbers 14 and 18. The Lord is long-suffering and of great mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression. Wow, what a powerful verse that is. The Lord is long-suffering and of great mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression. You know what that speaks of? The patience of God. The patience of God to, to wait upon us and He forgives us. He waits upon us to come to Him and, in faith and receive Him as our Lord and Savior. He waits upon us after we're saved and, and we get out of fellowship with the Lord. He waits for us to come back. And even while he's waiting, guess what he does? He still pours out his blessings. He still gives us life to live. He gives us stability to go on and to, to breathe and live and have our being. God could have decided to just cut us off. I'm glad he didn't, aren't you? He's long-suffering, not willing that any should perish. And it, he, his forgiveness is, is a part of that long-suffering. He's waiting upon us. The persistence of man's sin shows forth the patience of God's mercy. The fact that we would just, mankind would just go on and on in sin. It shows forth the patience and the goodness of God's mercy. We look at the example of God himself, but consider Christ. Of course, God in the flesh. We think about his patience as he walked upon planet earth, Isaiah 53 and 7, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shears is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. Many times I'm just waiting to get the last word in. I, I need to be heard. I, I want them to hear me. This is not right. This is not fair. God says as he was Christ, as he went through these trials and these persecutions, as he was brought as a lamb before the slaughter, he opened not his mouth. In other words, 
He was having patience with those who had no patience with him. This is an amazing thing. Praise God for this kind of truth from the word of God. In Matthew 28, Pilate said, Hearest thou not how many things they witness against thee? And he answered them to never a word. Insomuch that the governor marveled greatly. They, they, they didn't hear a word from Christ. The, the, the Pilate says, don't you hear what they're saying about you? And, and all they're saying against you. And, and they marveled that he said nothing. Well, what patience. Patience, long-suffering, as I mentioned, is a fruit of the Spirit according to Galatians chapter 5. Our Lord was filled with the Spirit. And that's why he could have the patience. And let me say, our lack of patience also shows forth our lack of being filled with the Spirit. But because as a believer we have the Spirit of God living within us, we too can have this patience. We can too have the the fruit of the Spirit. This matter of when we are reviled, we revile not again. When things... Go not our way. We don't get all bent out of shape. And and we don't start accusing and saying, God somehow forgotten me. Listen to Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. The patience, he, he was endured the cross. It was the patience of God. He was looking forward to the reward. He endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Let us run the race with patience. At the end of the race is where the rewards are given out. And if we stop halfway through the race, guess what? We never receive the rewards that God's given us. Let's not stop. Let's not go forward. And I'm not talking again. Please don't understand, misunderstand. I'm not talking about a loss of salvation as a, as a loss of reward. I'm talking about the blessings of God. Hearing God say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Abraham, along with Christ, Abraham was a man of great patience. Think about the patience that Abraham had. Hebrews 6 and 15, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. After he had patiently endured, what was he, 100 years old? The promise of God. You can imagine Abraham going out in the night and just counting the stars. Just looking up. You can't count them. There's too many. You lose track of where you started and where you began and where you left off. But God had told him that there'd be a nation that would come. It would be more than these. And he believed God for it. And he held on. He, with that endurance, he waited upon those promises. Abraham kept trusting God. Sarah laughed at the promise. Hagar was a way uh, to try to fulfill the promise without God. But Abraham believed God, and the Bible says it was counted to him for righteousness. 
He believed the truth of God's word. Job is another example in Job five and, uh, James 5 and 11. You have heard of the patience of Job. Wow. We're reading through the book of Job on our evening times in our uh, family devotions. And, I, and I'm amazed as he is now. We're reading the sections where his best buds are now coming against him and telling him all these things. And Job, it must be due to your hypocrisy that God is doing all these things to you. It's an amazing thing. Job answers back, back very sternly. But he keeps on trusting God. He keeps believing God. Even through the most difficult of times, he knows that God has not forgotten him. When we think about patience, the lack of patience, the lack of patience, it leads us to murmuring. That's what happened to the nation of Israel. They begin to murmur against Moses. It leads us to <coughs> excuse me, murmuring, complaining. It leads us to discontentment. The lack of patience leads us to discouragement. If we allow that to take root in our hearts. Uh, the lack of patience uh, leads us to a place where we're not willing to do the will of God. I've heard people say, well, I've tried that. I did that and it didn't work. The lack of patience leads us to not do the will of God. Lack of patience leads us to a place of frustration. It can lead us even to a place of bitterness. It can bring about anger in our lives. It, it, it can bring about fear into our lives. Sleepless nights. Stress. All the issues of life just bearing down upon us. The lack of patience. And I'm talking about patience waiting and looking to God. Patience is the need within our lives. It's the need to realize the promises. To wait upon what God has said. Patience is needed for spiritual maturity. Patience is also needed for spiritual maturity. Someone wrote, one moment of patience may ward off a great disaster, but one moment of impatience may ruin a whole life. One moment of impatience may ruin a whole life. And to think of a young person who's not patient to wait upon the mate that God has for them. But they just go headlong into their own direction and their own ways. And oftentimes, the life is set on another course. And they could not be used of God as the way they could have before if they'd simply waited upon the Lord. Patience is needed for spiritual maturity. James 1 and 14, let patience have her perfect work that she may be perfect and entire Wanting nothing. We have to continually be on guard, I believe. Be on guard against an impatient spirit. Continually be on guard and recognize this matter of an impatient spirit. Spirit, impatient with our circumstances. Impatient with our spouses. Impatient with our children. Impatient with our jobs. Even weariness in well-doing, weariness in well-doing is a matter of, can be seen and often come be that matter of impatience with God. Guard against these things. Patience not only benefits us, but 
but patience with God's blessings, but also understand that patience it shows others the grace of God is sufficient in our lives. It shows that the grace of God is sufficient in our lives. When we're going through the trials and in our lives before others and and the way we have a lack of patience waiting upon God to meet the need to supply the situation and we as Christians, we go out into a lost world, we look no different than they do without this matter of patience. They don't see the grace of God in our lives. We no longer become that salt in that light. Not only does it benefit us, but it benefits and it shows the grace of God. It's sufficient for us in our times of trial, in our times of struggle. Patience proves the reality of God, the sustaining grace of God. We can allow that fruit of the Spirit to come forth in our lives and through our lives in the most difficult of times in a world a lost world would look at a Christian such as this and say, my, I need that. I need that. And I believe it's a drawing point. Not what we do, but what Christ, again, that fruit of the Spirit working in and through us. I need that in my life. How in the world did they get through that difficult time? It's only by the grace of God waiting upon the Lord. When trials and tribulations come, Wait upon the Lord. Look at James chapter 1. James chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Back up to verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, knowing this, the trying, the testing of your faith worketh. Patience, but let patience have her perfect work, her complete, her finished work. Let patience through faith be completed. Let God finish the work, grow in us, build in us. Have her perfect work that she may be perfect, entire, complete, wanting nothing. I don't need anything because I'm waiting on the promises of God. The promises of God, the grace of God is sufficient through the difficulty. Listen to Romans chapter 5, Romans 5, verses 3 through 5. But not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. Trials and tribulation brings about the need for patience, waiting upon the promises of God. And he says, and patience, experience. As the trials come, it brings forth the need, the fruit of the Spirit, which is called patience. And that brings forth experience. And experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Trials provide for experiences. Trials provide for the experience of Knowing God and knowing this, God always comes through. This matter of patience brings forth the experience that says, God always comes through. 
A novice has no experience. But trials make us experienced. Experienced in the grace and the goodness of Jesus Christ in our lives. So when the trials come, let's allow God to work into us. That we might be experienced Christians. Knowing that God is always right. Knowing that God is always true to his word. Knowing that God has not made a mistake in our lives. Knowing that God may allow this to come into our lives. To build us and grow our faith. And knowing that God may allow this to come into our lives. So that we might literally be able to win somebody else to Jesus Christ. Because we've gone through that experience in our lives. And God built that faith. And we can say with clarity and with confidence God is faithful. And we can say to that individual that's going through that same circumstance, that same scenario, that drama that we may be going through or have gone through and say, I trusted God and God came through. God made a way. I had patience and waited upon God. He did what he said he would do. Experience brings about in our lives that ability to trust the Lord. Growing in grace. Patience is needed to obtain the promises of God. I've mentioned that, but let me just give you a couple other verses. Galatians 6 and 9. Let us not be weary in well-doing. We mentioned that as well. But let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Frank Borum, you may, many of you recall that name. He was a prolific writer. Now in heaven, he said this. With regards to patience. Give God time. Even when the knife flashes in the air. The ram will be seen caught in the thicket. Wow. Give God time. Even when the knife is in the air and ready to come down. The ram is seen caught in the thicket. He says give God time. Even when Pharaoh's host is on Israel's heels. A path through the water was suddenly opened up. There was no place to go. It looked like all was over. Give God time, he says. The path opens up. He says, give God time. Even when the brook dries up, Elijah shall hear the guiding voice of God. He didn't hear it until the brook dried up. But when the brook dried up and it seemed like all was lost, give God time, that's when the guiding voice of God came. Patience obtains the promises. So how do we gain this patience? How do we get this? Well, again, it's the fruit of the Spirit. And, and I think it's something we literally depend upon God to build within us. But what do we do while we're waiting? This waiting. Man, this waiting, it just takes so long to wait. So much time is being lost while I wait. Well, you know what? We don't have to wait. So what do we do? How do we get patience? Do the very next thing. While we're waiting, do the next thing. Do the thing that's right in front of you. Do the thing. Continue on being faithful to God. 
Continue on in ministry. Continue on trusting God. Do the next thing. Take the next step of faith. Don't stop, but step out. You see, we come to the place sometimes when, with the lack of patience that we, we just come to the place where we just crumble and we fall and we just sit there. And we do not go forward. So what do we do while we wait? Step out. Keep on. Believe God and do the next thing. Hebrews 12 and 1. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. James 5 and 8. Be also patient. Establish your hearts for, his, for the, the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Be patient. I believe Jesus could come back tonight. I really believe that. The old timers. My daddy preached for 30, 34 odd years or so in southwest Virginia and different places along the way. And before that, I remember going up in those churches and those old country churches and I'd hear them preaching about the second coming of Jesus Christ. They preached it with conviction. Why? Because they believed it. They believed it. You know what? I still believe it today. I still believe it today. Jesus is coming back. So what do we do? We have patience waiting upon the promise. Because he said so. And while we wait, we do the next thing. We continue to do the next thing. Keep on serving the Lord. Keep on serving the Lord. He's coming again. The Holy Spirit will produce patience in us if we will allow him to do that. Bear the trials without complaining. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't give in. Do the next thing. One last verse. Revelations 3. Revelation, not Revelations. Revelation 3, verse number 10. Revelation 3, verse number 10. Got it with me in your Bibles. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the earth, to try them that dwell upon the earth. Patience waiting upon God. We have patience waiting upon God. God will be patient with us. We do the next thing. I'll keep you from the hour of temptation, from that trial, that destruction. That comes by way of salvation, but praise God for his promises. Get a hold of a promise of God tonight. Get a hold of one. And don't let go of it. Don't let go. And ask God. Say, Lord, I believe you in this matter. And I'm trusting you in this matter. I don't care what the world says. I don't care what the devil says. I don't care what the newspaper, the media says. I only care about what you've told us in your word. And let every man be a liar. But God will never be. God will never be. And the God who cannot lie is faithful all the way to the end. Well, I need some patience in a whole lot of areas. And God's teaching me that. I think it's a need that we all have. Let's wait upon God. And while we wait, let me say it again. Do the next thing. Be faithful. Trust the Lord. Let's bow our hearts in prayer.